be there. We're going to the middle of the Bible, Psalms 119. Amen? Uh, I used some of these scriptures when I went and seen Brother Brent the other day. And uh, uh, I was talking to him, um, 57 down through 64. And I was a study on that early this morning. And, and then the, the Lord said, I want you to go back to the beginning. And I begin to read and begin to seek God about it. And this is where he sent me to tonight. And I feel like it will be a blessing to you. I know it was a blessing to me. And uh, I'm sure he'll have more to bring out of me tonight that I haven't even heard yet from him. Uh, he always does. So if you're there, uh, Psalms 119, we'll bow our heads and ask God's blessing on the reading of the word and we'll get Robbie to lead us to the throne of grace. Amen. You know, God arranged, he put everything, had it put in the Bible the way that he wanted it to be put. And uh, I have never spoken very much on Psalms 119. I was surprised when the Lord sent me there to, when I prayed over what do I need to say to Brent and what scriptures do I need to share with him, and he sent me to Psalms 119. And, uh, and I began to study more on it today. I hadn't really had a chance to study on it anymore until today, uh, this morning, and and even while I took Sounder to Winston down there in the doctor's office, I took my Bible and I studied down there too, and then studied, you know, get back and and uh, but God's word is living, okay, and God's word has purpose, and. Uh, God's word means that uh, the word is always with us. Now he come in the flesh and dwelt among us, but he's here today in the spirit. And the Lord tells us today that it ain't the things that we see that really matter. It's the things that we don't see. Because I've never seen heaven, I've never seen God, I've never seen Jesus. But I'm longing to go there and see all these things and to live there forevermore. So the Lord encourages me every day through his Holy Spirit, through his word and through the Holy Spirit that's in me. That means he's walking with me and he's walking with you. Now under the Old Testament and when they give the law, the law was good. The Bible said, that the law was a schoolmaster under grace. And we need to understand a little bit more about it, about the law. And we know that uh, no man was able to fulfill it, but they walked, tried to walk as possibly as close as they could, a lot of them, and then a lot of them didn't, to the law. And so uh, it's going to be talking about the law here tonight. And uh, so we're going to start in verse 1 of 119 said, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. You're blessed when you walk in God's ways. You know, this was the schoolmaster under grace. This is what led us up to Jesus. And this is what, and Jesus was with us from the very beginning. 
the Bible says, and he was with us when, when Moses gave the law. He dwelt and he'd come, the Holy Spirit would come to and fro back then. But when Jesus led, he said it was needful for him to go away that he might get the comforter that it would come and remain with us. Amen. And that's why greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So it says we're blessed. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that keep him and that seek him with their whole heart. So uh, we've been encouraged through God's word uh, to seek him. You know, Jesus told them there in the New Testament, he said, first seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. And then it said, thou hast commanded us to keep his precepts diligently, the things that he has taught us, the laws, his ways. Oh, that my ways, oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed. See, when I become obedient, when they become obedient to the law, they didn't have to be ashamed because they was trying to walk the best as they could because it was the teachings of God. And even though the best that they've done, even now the best that we, we can, we cannot do it, but Christ done it for us. And so uh, we're hanging on, we're counting on his blood to get us to heaven, amen? Have you been to Jesus for his cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. You know, I have respect for every one of these commandments, but it's hard to me to live them positively, correctly, without any blemish or any fault. So, but I do the best I can, and the best I can is through Jesus Christ. Amen? If I will walk in His ways, that's what pleases God. He gave us an example to walk by. He taught us... Uh, he gives us the same words that God gave him. He done the same things that God showed him. And he said, now when you look at me, you've seen the Father. They told him, he said, well, you, sh you show us the Father and it will suffice us. We'll be sufficient. And Jesus said, well, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's what the world needs to see in us, the Father God. Amen? That his righteousness and his power lives in us see we're just not saved and born again and children of God but he has given us power you know that we can we can live above sin that we can we can come to Jesus and keep ourselves clean you know uh, I not only repented and got saved the day I got saved but I've repented every day since then because Jesus told me to do that because he said the best that I could do in the flesh was as filthy rags when it come to the righteousness of God. And it says, I will praise thee with an uprightness of heart. I'm going to make sure my heart's in the right place, my mind's set on you. You know, don't, don't come to God with all kind of sin and stuff in your life. Get that took care of with him first, then you can praise him, amen? and he'll receive the praise that you give unto him. So it says, With uprightness of heart, when, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes 
Oh, forsake me not utterly. And so, I want to read one more verse. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to the word. Now, I'll read to you what's here. This is both the longest psalm and the longest chapter in the Bible. Uh, I think it has 176 verses. It may have been written by Ezra after the temple was rebuilt. You can go to Ezra and read Ezra as a repetitive meditation on the beauty of God's word and how it helps us stay pure. Now, think about that. The beauty of God's word. It's not only live, but there's beauty in the word of God. There's beauty when you perform the righteousness of God. You know, the Bible says more blessed it is to give than it is to receive. Because that's when the beauty of the word of God comes out. It's being manifested in your life. Amen? And it says, uh, it says, uh, it is a repetitive meditation on the beauty of God's word and how it helps us stay pure and grow in our faith. So, we search, search the scriptures. You know, this is a scripture that the Holy Spirit of God sent me to to search the scriptures that I could help understand more and more the beauty of God, the beauty of his word, the beauty of being a child of God and all the beauty that he has promised us and all the promises that he said that he would always keep. See, God has not fulfilled all of his promises yet because it hasn't come time for some of his promises to be fulfilled. But when they're fulfilled, see, they're already being fulfilled in us because we have faith in him. Faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so carefully constructed sections like we're doing today, each corresponding to a different letter in the Hebrew alphabet and each verse beginning with the letter of its section, almost every verse mentions God's word, such repetition was common to the Hebrews in their culture. But people did not have personal copies of the scriptures like we do today. You know. And it says, so God's people memorized the word and passed it along. Amen? So they never had the privilege of owning the Bible like you do. Oh, they would give anything to live in our day and time because you have been given privileges that they never have. And, and you have been, uh, 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 you're not looking to the cross like they were. You're looking back from the cross now. But we all look to the cross from which we came, amen? And what the cross represents. And so they didn't have the, the uh, you know, some of the, Prophets and, uh, and, the, and the priests, they had some scrolls and different things that they studied from, and God taught them, and they taught the people. Amen? Just like when Moses gave the Ten Commandments, and uh, God had writ it, written it in stone with his finger, but he had Moses to deliver it to his people. Amen? And Mo Moses got angry and broke them the first time, and he had to pay for that. And, and what his payment was, 
he couldn't see the promised land. He couldn't, he couldn't go to the promised land because he had been disobedient to God, even though he repented. But God wrote it again, and then it was placed in the ark. But when he went down and he found the people and the shape that they were in, uh, the Lord was about to destroy all of them on account of their sin. But there was a man of God. If you are a man or a woman or a child of God, you have the power sometimes to change God's mind about a situation. Now David tried when God took his son, but he couldn't do it. But Moses changed the mind of God. God said, Moses, stop praying. That was a, a commandment of God's. Just stop praying for them, and I'll destroy them and raise up a people greater and mightier than they've ever been. And the Lord said, not so. What did the Lord uh, Moses do that day that he taught, taught us to do? And he, God teaches us, Jesus taught us, to keep God in remembrance of his word. So that's where Moses went. He went back to the word of God. See how important the word is? And, and he said, well, Lord, you took them to be your bride. You took them to be your people. And, uh, and he said, if you're going to destroy them, you're going to have to destroy me too because I'm not going to stop praying for them. You put me here over them to help look after them, and that's what I'm going to do. Amen? And so God repented of the evil that he was going to do to them, and he, he ended up delivering them. But the only way they could be delivered, when the wrath of God was starting to come down upon them, and they was all dying, he told Moses to raise up that serpent in the wilderness, and if they would look to that serpent. God said, I won't destroy you. You know, that's the same serpent and the same staff you see on the back of his analysis and everything because it represents life. And so God come to give us a life, not only a life, but a more abundant life. Now the abundant life, more abundant life hadn't come yet. We ain't going to be able to attain that until Jesus come and bears the sin of us all, right? And then we come unto a more abundant life in the Lord. And it says, uh, the Bible along with the help of the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God is the only sure guide for living a God-honoring life. So you can take his word without his spirit, and you ain't going to understand his word. And you take his word without his spirit, it ain't going to do nothing for you. But if you take his word and take his spirit, that's taking Jesus in and letting that word be alive in you, it'll change your life. That's the only way that you could be changed from the sinful person that you are is to accept the covering, the sacrifice that God permitted for you and I. And so they, Moses, give the law. And the reason God had Moses to give a law, because man needed to be accountable for his sin. 
But without the law, there was no accountability, right? But when the law come, also come accountability. You might use this when you're, when you're testifying to other people. And you say, look, under the law, God says you're accountable for your sin. And the only way you won't be accountable for your sin is to turn your life and your sins, confess your faults one to another and your sins to God and pray for God's forgiveness and he'll forgive you and have mercy on you. And so now you've went to the word, which was talking about how beautiful it is and how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the word of God. Amen? And bring good tidings. I'm talking about good tidings tonight. I'm not here preaching damnation over you, but I will tell you this. The same scriptures that will be a blessing to you if you don't accept the truth of it will be a, a curse to you one day. Okay? And so we clear it up by going back to the Word of God. And then you can go and say, well, now look, Jesus died for your sins, but you have to accept him in your heart, and the Bible requires that you be sorry and for you to repent. Repent of your sins and accept Christ as the Son of God and ask him to save you from a devil's hell, and he'll save you if you'll come clean with God. See, you have to be under purification, and the only way you can be purified is not just through the law, but through the Word, which Jesus was the Word, and you got your purification comes through Christ, who shed His life blood for you. All right. Now, uh, let's go on and read ten. With my whole heart have I sought Thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Commandments, You know, Lord, help me to live according to the way that I should live. Because uh, I have sought thee with my whole heart, have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. We can wander. Sometimes I wander when I go to praying. And next thing you know, something will come up in my mind and get my prayer thought away from God and I have to stop in the middle of my prayer and repent and say God I'm sorry I never meant, you ever done that Paula? I've never meant for that to happen you know you'll be praying and, and you're talking to the Lord and you tell him how much you love him and, and you're praying for your church family, you're praying for your family, you're praying for your neighbors and all of a sudden bam old mind to throw some other things in there and you'll go to studying about those things and get your mind right off, right off of what you should be having your heart and your mind set on. Amen? And so we have a problem with the flesh, don't we, Pam? We have a problem with it every day. You know, poor Wayne X had a horrible problem with hers here lately, and Sandra has too, her mama. But you know what? They're still here. They're still trusting. And, and, and it's by the grace of God that both of them's here tonight. It wasn't nothing we done, but we did pray and believe God. And when you pray and believe God, it's the same as with the Word of God. When you live for God, it's counted unto you for the righteousness of God to be applied 
to your prayers and in your life. So he said, uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen? I mean, have you hid his word in your heart? I took it in, y'all. <laughs> I'm taking it in, and I'm taking it in more and more and more as I'm getting closer and closer to God. I'm taking more to heart what he was saying and what he is trying to learn me and what he's trying to teach me because it's for my benefit. It's for my benefit and it's to glorify him. And once I take in what he has given me, then I can glorify him. Amen? Now, I want to read you something here. It says, we are drowning. And listen, we are. Listen to this. We are drowning in a sea of sexual images and sinful attractions. Everywhere, ain't it? They are available in movies, on the internet, on our phones, on primetime television, and even on billboards. Is that not the truth? Amen. Everywhere we look, we are bombarded with the enticements, enticements of the sexual relationships and activities that don't honor God. The writer asked it a question that troubles us. Here's the question. How do we stay pure? How do we stay pure in a culture that proclaims that sinful pleasures are a human right? How can you stay pure in that? We cannot stand strong on our own. As Christians, we absolutely know what the writer is talking about, right? We cannot face this on our own because we are weak ain't we we are weak but he is strong just like I told the elderly company today couple today they probably don't tell how many years they've been married 60 70 maybe longer years and and she was pretty much leading him and went and set him down and went and Got their food. Amen? But they sat down and they prayed. That's what kept them together. It's the relationship that they had with God and the love that God put in their hearts one for another kept them away from all the things of the world that was coming in to tear their life apart and they stood strong in the Lord. See, there was a reason for me to meet those people today where I can share it with you tonight. To help you be strong. We must have counsel, most of all, that comes from the Word of God. Amen? And strength with more dynamic than the more stronger and than the tempting influences around us. So you've got to you've got to go beyond the milk unto the meat and be taught what the true Word of God is that a lot of people's not teaching today. And you've got to be taught the difference between right and wrong because if you don't understand the law, then you don't understand right from wrong. 
Amen? It's the schoolmaster under grace. And where can we find that strength and wisdom? Well, I'm going to tell you. By reading God's word and doing what it says. Amen? Reading the word of God. Praying. Studying. Fasting. Whatever he leads you to do through the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. By reading God's word and doing what it says, we can find ways to remove temptations. That's where I have to go back. I have to go back to the word. I have to go, go back knowing that I'm going to have to face God one day and he reminds me that where there's temptation, there's also a way of escape. And we say, well, I'm too weak. No, you're not. Not if you're walking with the Lord. You see, that's where it all comes down. you got to be walking with the Lord. It's playing a song going down the road. Man, uh, we was listening to 98.1, and uh, this old country song, and it said, well, if I, I lost all my money and all my riches, would you, would you still take me back? And I looked over at Sandra. I said, well, if I lost all my, my money and my riches, would you still have me? She said, absolutely. Amen. Why? Because that ain't, what, that ain't what is holding us together. What is holding us together is the love of God, ain't it, honey? It's God's love. And it, and, and it makes us to be what we need to be. And you see, without the teaching of the word, there's where people are weak. They fail to be instructed. They fail to get instruction. They fail to pray like they should, go to church, and be uh, motivated, amen, from one another. We've done a lot of motivation here tonight before we ever started church, right? There was a lot of fellowship went on. And... Uh, and April got up here and said, Man, ain't this wonderful how happy everybody is? Are you happy? We're happy. Why? Because we're children of God. The devil fights me every day. They sent me a letter yesterday, and if I don't comply to what they want to comply, they're going to close my business down, and I can't comply to everything they want in, uh, in five or six weeks. So, what are you going to do, preacher? I'm just going to keep on going the way I'm going. And I'll leave it in the Lord's hands. I went up and seen my brother last night. You know what me and him done? We stood out there and we prayed about it. And we put it all in God's hands. Well, I don't know nothing better to do with it, y'all. I said, Lord, I want to do right. Help me to do right. Because... Well, you know the temptations and you know everything else is out there. God help me. I need your help, Lord. So we're taught when we pick up the Word of God how much we need God. How much we need Him in our life. And, and, and we, we need to be counseled from Him to get the full understanding of what's happening so we'll know, be able to know how to deal with it. Because... There's situations that's come in my life and in your lives and you don't know how to deal with it without God's help. Ain't that the truth? 
I don't even start to know how to deal with this. Joshua don't. My brother don't. My other brother Raymond don't. But you know what? Man, Sam, we decided we'd just pray about it together. He said, we're going to pray together. He said, I'm first going to pray for you, and then you can pray for me. And that's what we've done. Amen? We laid hands on one another and prayed for one another. And so, you know, it's like Barrett, his son, said. He said, Butch, as long as you're in this world, you're going to have to stand up and fight for what the truth is, what righteousness is. You're going to have to fight because they're out there to destroy you and take control. That's what they ought to do. And so it ain't like I don't have nothing to fight with. I have the Word and I have God. Amen? And so there's where the power comes from. It ain't in what Butch Holder can do. It's in what God can do. Amen? It always has been. And so uh, each time we read the Bible says, ask the Lord, what can I do to put this scripture into practice today? Amen? So you pick up the Bible and you read it. Lord, how can I put this in practice today? Use me today that I can fulfill this word that you've placed in my heart and upon my eyes and I've looked upon and my heart has felt now, let's go on. I won't keep you much longer, but let's go on to verse 12. But I want to read 11 again. The word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You've got to hang on to that. You've got, it's got to be deep, deep, deep inside of you. It can't just be on the outside. It's got to be on the inside. It's got to be deep inside of you. Amen. Blessed are, blessed are thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. And with my lips have I declared all thy judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as all riches. Amen. Think about that. That's a mouthful, ain't it? Well, it's true. I've rejoiced in the Lord. You know, there's things in your life that money cannot buy, right? If they offered you the whole world, you wouldn't even hesitate. You'd say no. No, I wouldn't give it up. I Somebody, when Molly was living, somebody come by and say, I'll give you a million dollars for that dog. No. That's my dog. I love my dog. And it ain't for sale. Amen. I seen them talking the other day. And they said, I think he was a news reporter. He said, I want to ask everybody out here a question. He said, 
if the government comes up and offers you $2 million a month, I'm not $2 million, $2,000 a month to put a, put a chip in your hand, they're going to know all your information. They're going to know everywhere you at, at all times, and everything. It says, we'll give you $2,000 a month from now on if you'll let us put this chip in your hand. He said, that's the way it's going to begin. They're going to be offering you all these things to start with. And then they're going to end up forcing it on you. And if you don't take it, they're going to kill you. Amen? But that's how it will start out. And they're already doing it, ain't they, Josh? They're already doing it. Some people has already got it. My soul means more to me. You see, I learned that by studying the Word of God and letting Him live in me. And I learned that nothing in this world compared even to His love, much less everything else we, we get that goes along with it. He loved you enough that He gave everything for you. Well, that's according to His Word, and I know it's true because he put the same love in my heart for you. That just didn't happen to me. God caused that to be in my life. It's like I made the statement the other day. Some of the people that's living ungodly lives and sinful lives and, 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 and abominable lives, living under abomination according to the Word of God, some of the things that they're doing. And they'll come to you with this attitude. You either hate me or you accept me. So a lot of the world has accepted it. But as a Christian, I can do neither. I can neither hate you nor neither accept what you're doing. You see, because I've been taught better and I know better because the one that's teaching me is walking with me and he's encouraging me and he's strengthening me and he's giving me the right answers to say to the people that ask. Okay? Because I cannot hate anybody. The Lord says I can't get to heaven by hating anybody. How in our world can I hate my neighbor or hate somebody that's... I could call names, but I won't, but you can think of some of them, okay? You can think of some of them. Well, I don't hate them because God put a love in my heart for them, but I just don't love their ways, and I don't think much about their ways. I don't think nothing about their ways other than they need to repent and give their heart to Jesus. So that's what I pray for. And I pray for them. But you know what? God put a love in my heart. Where did that love come from? From His Word. From His Word and His Spirit that lives inside of me. So we, this is teaching. Uh, teachings that we need to hear. And I'll hush in a minute. Now, I want to read this. 
Hiding means keeping God's word in our hearts to uh, deter sin. We hide God's word in our heart. We know what he said. We know what he's done. We know he's with us. So it will help us to deter the sin that's trying to get hold of us. Right? This alone should inspire us to understand and to meditate on and review and memorize scripture. But these practices on their own will not keep us from sinning. We must also put God's word to work in our lives. Amen. It's got to be working through us. You know, God is a God of love. When God says, I can do nothing through him, except I do it through love. Because that's what motivates God, is the love that he has. And that's why God is long-suffering. And that's why he's been so long-suffering with us. And giving us opportunity after opportunity to make sure that we get it right before we leave here. And making it a vital guide for everything we do. Everything we do, he's to be involved in it because we belong to him. You can't hide it from him. Right? No, sir. Each time you read the Bible, ask the Lord, what can I do to put this scripture into practice today? Again, we need to be practicing what the old preachers are preaching, and he's only preaching the word of God. He's not preaching his word. And if he's anything else yeah deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live ain't that what you want Lord don't never stop dealing with me cause I want to live don't never stop walking with me cause I want to live <clears throat> deal bountiful with thy servant that I may live and keep this right here thy word Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of the law. For I am a stranger in this earth. Now think about that. Now you're a stranger. You used to be part of the world. You're no longer a world. Now you're a stranger here. People don't understand you. Just like they don't understand God. Because God is not of this world. And when he chose you out of the world to be here, his, you're no more of the world. Amen? Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. This I'll read and then I'll close. Most of us chaff under rules. We get upset. We don't want to keep them because they go against what we want. Okay? Until you come to the wisdom and the knowledge of what they're put there for. 
Now, some rules are ungodly. But I ain't talking about them rules. I'm talking about the rules that will keep you safe, keep you on track, the rules that God gives, how to live a bountiful and a plenteous life. Most of us chaff under rules because we think they restrict us from doing what we want. At first glance, then it may seem strange to hear the Psalms writer talk of rejoicing in following God's laws as much as having great riches. But God's laws were given to free us to be all he wants us to be. Amen? Were given to free us that we could be all he would have us to be. And they restrict us from doing what might hurt us or cripple us and keep us from being our best. So, you know, we're to be taught right. God's guidelines help us follow his path and avoid destructive paths and destructive beliefs. You know, you you know the most hated thing of a Christian is what they stand on. Well, we have only one God, one Father, one Lord, one Savior, one Spirit, and that's God the Father's the Son and the Holy Ghost, and the Son is Jesus Christ. No other religions falls with that in concordance other than a Christian, what a Christian should be. You don't take in other gods. You don't accept other gods. You don't accept other ways. You don't accept other teachings. Just because somebody thinks it's right, that don't mean it's right. Or somebody thinks it's wrong, that don't mean it's wrong. You go through the book of instruction before leaving earth to find out what the truth is. And the truth will set us all free. I always said, and I've always told the church, if you had a problem, most of the time, I'll just shut my eyes and I'll just do this. I don't know where I'm at. I'll just point down. This is Acts chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they talked to people. What was he just talking about? See these other gods and all they were grieved. This is where God sent me. God moved my moved, opened this book with one hand and used my finger to point this scripture out with the other on what I've just been talking to you about and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. That is no coincidence. That's the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. And if you want to know where the answer is, he'll show you. 
And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even time, and how bet many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000, praise the Lord. Amen? <laughs> put them in prison. They kicked you out, didn't they, Melissa? Just kicked you out. No, you can't do that here. That's all right. God will move you on to another spot. Amen? The Lord said if you go into a city and if they won't hear what God's giving you to say to them about his word and they won't they, they accept you into their homes, he says when you leave that city you shake the dust off your feet for a witness against them because you were there, God sent you there and you spoke his word, not yours. And he said that's going to be a witness against them. For everybody that turned you down, everybody denied you today, that's just a witness against them. Because they didn't want to partake in God's heavenly blessing. See, you have to be taught the word of God so it would encourage you, Melissa, to go on. So I didn't stop you. You said, that ain't stopping me. There's other places. I can go to Walmart. I'll go somewhere. Amen? I'll go somewhere. And that's what you got to do. The Lord said, look around. Melissa, he said, look around. The fields are ripe for harvest. If they don't want to accept you over here, praise God, go over here. And if they don't want to over there, go over here. If they don't tire, you go over here. You keep going until people start listening. Amen? That's what he encourages us to do. So, I don't know what you got out of it, but I got a whole bunch out of it tonight. And I thank God for it. I hope he lets me continue on because it's all good, just like all God's word is. But we love y'all for watching, for praying. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, just bow your head and tell the Lord that you're sorry for your sins and you asked him to be Lord of your life. And then confess your faults one to another. That you may be healed. Say, you know what? I just ask God to forgive me of every sin I ever done. And he tells me it's not by feelings. It's not by sight. It's all by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what you've heard tonight. So the rest of it is in his hands. Has anybody got anything to say before we pray? God, you're good. You're still on the throne. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, it's, it's been all you tonight. Nothing that I could do without your, you being, living within my heart and leading and guiding me to where you led me here today that I may help bring it forth tonight the best that I know through the wisdom and knowledge that you have given me in the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. I pray for every soul that watches this program, everyone that comes through these doors. We pray for all of our sick, the widows and orphans throughout the world and our land and the peace of Jerusalem. We always pray for the Jews. We owe them a great deal of gratitude for they brought the gospel unto us. It wasn't but a few, but there was a few that was faithful. 
you said you always remnant, you always saved a remnant, and you saved them for this purpose, that they could bring the gospel to me and for me to be able to share it with others. So God bless them, save them, and strengthen them. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you till the next time.